Hey, this is Kent Clothier, and I am your host of the Time Is Now podcast. If you're looking to improve your business, improve your life, raw, uncut, and uncensored, you're in the right place. Let's do this. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to uh, the Time Is Now. Glad you guys are here. I'm joined by my really good friend here, Trevor Mock. What is happening, brother? And what's up, dude? Good, good to connect in person again a few months ago, and awesome to be on here with you. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, for you guys that don't know Trevor, Trevor is the founder of Carrot. He has uh, literally helped thousands and thousands of real estate professionals uh, over his career. He's been a, a great influence and a driver, a thought leader in the real estate investing space for many, many years as, as it relates to not only uh, becoming wildly effective uh, and purposeful with your marketing and your customer acquisition strategies, but equally as uh, as an entrepreneur and as somebody who has gone through his own journey, has gone through and built a like I said a, a very very successful business over the last few years. And so I asked uh, Trevor on here today because I really want to get into some stuff, brother, about. You know, we can we can spend a lot of time talking about the marketing, right? You and I have done that type of podcast in the past. It's certainly been the center of some of a lot of our conversations over the last few years. I mean, I guess what is it? God, it's probably fifteen years, twelve years for sure. It's it's been right around there, man. Yeah, probably two thousand eight, maybe yeah. maybe two thousand nine. Yeah, a long time. So, but um, what I really want to talk about today is something that I know is very very near and dear to your heart as well as mine, and that is. Now, the entire point of the Time Is Now podcast is really focusing on the moment you're in, taking advantage of now, where, where you are in the cycle of business, where you are in the cycle and the season of your life, You know what, make, making sure that as uh, you are building a business, as you are going through the grind, as you, you realize exactly where you are and what is the next level you are aspiring to get mm-hmm. up to. I think you both and I, both you and I agree that the reality of this is, is what got you here will not get you there, right? And so yep. we go through these phases as inside of our uh, a journey. And I know you've seen it. I know I've seen it where people kind of get stuck and they plateau in certain places because they're still trying to address the market, address their business with the same tools, the same knowledge base that they had before. They haven't really evolved. They haven't put themselves into a different rooms, surrounding themselves with different people that help them to move up the ladder. So I really want to, if we can, let's, let's spend this, you know, 30, 45 minutes we've got together and just kind of talk about it. Cause I know you're extremely passionate about it uh, as well. Dude, it's, it's uh, number one, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about like all time. And any, anytime I get a chance to dive into this with an entrepreneur, um, the reason I have, I have a tight connection to it is because I built a business in that time when we first had met that it's that business today is insanely successful without me. Uh, but I built a business that I, I, I had grown to, um, not like it. I had grown to despise the business that I had created. And I remember this is probably 2008 or so. And you know, I was a you know mid 20 something year old guy. I remember waking up one day, um, we had in 2010, we had our first daughter in 2010 McKinley. And, uh, she went off to daycare. My wife went off to work and I was supposed to be working. You know, I was supposed to be at home working in my home office. And, and I remember too many days in a row, I sat there at nine, 10, 10 30 in the morning, staring at the ceiling going like, I don't want to get out of this darn bed to go do the work in the business that I had created. 
And, and, and most of us, man, like we, we become passionate about entrepreneurship because we want to, we want to move towards freedom, right? We want to move towards something that seems like it sets us free. Something that, that it's like, when I get to this spot, then I'll be able to choose anything that I want to do. I'll be able to have all this freedom, flexibility, and impact. And so many of us build businesses that actually give us the opposite, actually traps us more than potentially a nine to five job would possibly. Let, let's talk about that for a second, because yep. I want because I think that's really important, right? I think it's important that we draw the contrast between them before we get into kind of some mm-hmm. of the meat and potatoes is that we, we have, we both know the journey of where you can actually, how people get off on this. In other mm-hmm. words, yep. they, they go down the wrong path. They find themselves um, you know, in a situation to where, as you said, right, hey, I dread the day, I dread the business, the business owns my ass, mm-hmm. it, you know, this isn't fun for me. And it isn't, it, it no longer, it's about the money, because as you just pointed out, the money's coming, right? Yep. Yep. The money's, the money's coming, but you're still unfulfilled and unhappy. Talk about, you know, how you got there. First off, kind of give everybody a little bit of your background, talk about Carrot for a second, and then how you got to this 2008, 2010. Dude, 100%. So yeah, fast forwarding through today. So we've got 50, 54 full-time employees. Um, I'm a guy who never wanted any employees and felt, man, like it'd be miserable to have 10. And now we have 50 something. And, and I'll kind of walk through those growth mindsets here in a second. Uh, we're 13, 14 million a year in revenue, very profitable, bootstrapped, not venture funded. Uh, we're a remote company. Uh, so I've got, you know, I've got my big office here, 8,000 square feet here, but it's a co-working space. I live in a tiny town called Roseburg, Oregon. And then we have maybe 10 employees locally. We've got our big gym out there, our content studio and, and other things, but then everyone else is all over the country. And so that, that kind of gives you a picture of, of how the business is structured uh, overall. Now on the real estate side, so all of you guys and gals who are listening to this who are investors, uh, I'm an investor as well. You know, we have this building, we bought the building next door, the historical building next door. About a year and a half ago, we're renovating that, putting apartments upstairs, retail's already downstairs. We bought the building, two buildings down from that. So we're starting to take over the block. We're putting apartment upstairs there, amazing retail downstairs. And that's kind of part of my purpose and mission now. So that kind of gives you guys an overall feel. But going going back to that time, I had been fed that line because we both came through the internet marketing world where, you know, guys like Frank Kern, amazing marketers. And I still look up to that guy and so many other people. But we were oftentimes sold the work at home and you're in your underwear, like this lifestyle entrepreneur business. So that's what I was trying to create. And at that time, it was oftentimes don't hire people like go get a VA or two, which is great. I'm not saying I'm not going to say that's bad, but oftentimes you, you have a trade off. It's if you want to grow for a period of time, you likely have to give up some level of freedom in order to grow, but then you need to grow in order so that you can hire the right people to really buy back the time and give the freedom. Right. And it's, it's the, it's that spot when you're stuck in the middle is where that purgatory is. And that's where I was back then is I was earning, you know, a couple hundred grand a year, um, you know, taxable income had no actual employees, had an assistant who was pretty much a full-time assistant, but as a contractor, I had a business partner and, and I was making decent low, low six figure money, but I didn't have enough revenue and enough consistency, enough predictability, enough momentum in my revenue to have the confidence to then go out there and hire. And also I had this, this line fed into me that that actually traps you, that employees trap you. And so what, what happened to me, Kent was around that time. Um, you know, I, I remember too many days in a row of, of having that happen. And I pulled back and I just go, man, I wonder if this whole entrepreneur dream like isn't true. You know, I wonder if guys like Kent or, you know, at that time I looked up to Greg Clement a lot. I'm like, 
these people that seem like they have a lot of balance and they're making really good money and they have really great businesses. Is that just a facade? And they're feeling the same way that I'm feeling behind the scenes. And so um, I set out the next couple of years to say like, I just want to see if it's real or if I just need to go get a job at Nike or something. And so I joined my first mastermind. So anyone listening to this guys, where things started to change for me was masterminds and a hundred percent. So I joined my first mastermind as a $20,000 plus check. I didn't have just 20 grand laying around everywhere. And then yours was the second mastermind I was a part of, massively influential for me um, uh, in, in, in those years. And I remember tapping into that mastermind and I said, my one goal at that early phase was I want to get close to this person. Um, and that was one of the, the things I was attracted with, with your mastermind too. I'm like, Kent seems like he's he's living the type of life that would be really attractive for me to move towards. And I want to get closer to see how it looks and how it feels on the inside and kind of emulate some of those things. And so in, in that time, I had discovered that I built a business that was putting me on what I now call the turn, the three to five year turn and burn cycle. Like I was always the guy who every two to three, two to four years, I would come up with a new business idea um, because the other business idea was getting old now, right? I, I, had, I had launched it. I'd started it. True. I launched it. I'd started. That's where I got my energy. But then I didn't know how to get past the startup phase and build a team and buy my time back. So what ends up happening for a lot of us, and a lot of you real estate investors are doing this right now, is that that money machine that's bringing in cash for you right now, you end up going, okay, well, this I'm starting to despise because it's painful for me right now and I don't enjoy it as much. So now I start to look at other things around here that are shiny objects and I start to go, okay, uh, this over here, like I'm going to start doing coaching. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that because we this thing over here works, right? We've got the golden touch. We made it. We made it make money. Now we go, I'm going to do the same thing over here. What we forget is we don't know how to actually plug someone in to run this business that got us there. Yep. And so we divert our attention. We start something new. We're on that three to five year turn and burn cycle. Our attention goes away from the original business that's making us money. It goes over here. This business starts to falter. This business, then every three to five years, man, you're like this, you're restarting. Yeah. And I, I've done that twice up to that point. I'm like, that's not the path I want to be on. That doesn't feel like freedom. And so- Start to research. Oh, no, go for oh, it. Yeah, I can't. I just want to say that that I could not agree with what you. I, I'm. I see this all the time when I, you know, I've got the. I coach a lot of CEOs in the space, mm -hmm. and you nailed it perfectly. I mean, I. It is, and and the the beauty of what you just said is, I want everybody to understand this was. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. This is about what it actually. This is not the exception. What yeah. I have found in my own experience, it's the norm. Yep. Is that because you're still that hustler mentality? If I don't know how to get it to the next thing, I subconsciously, it's not even a conscious thought. I, I get excited about something new, some other new opportunity. And before I knew it, I just keep bouncing and bouncing. Mm. And bouncing. I mean, you nailed it perfectly. Dude, and, and it's natural, right? Like, yeah, the, you don't us, even us, you're doing it. dude, us high quick starts, that's the thing. Uh, entrepreneurs oftentimes are the visionaries or the quick starts. Where we struggle is, is once it gets into operational mode, we get bored. And so one thing that I had to start to learn how to do this last six, seven, eight years is go, shoot, I don't want to have that happen with Carrot. And so I was really intentional you know, being three, four years into that business. I said, how do I just innovate in this existing business and make it exciting for me again? Well, and what ends up happening, and I'm going to show you guys something here in a bit that I call the entrepreneur freedom formula that is my framework that I've made on on how to build this type of business over and over again. We're helping our clients with it. But I started, started to, to realize and recognize from tapping into other amazing resources like you and Masterminds and my friend Alex Sharfin, where it's like your business completely changes at the threes and the tens. 
right? So I, I was on a call with uh, Jason Lewis the other day, and um, he's a he owns a three million dollar a year wholesaling business out of Utah, carrot client. And I, I had him walk through. I'm like, dude, Jason, walk me through every 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 season of that business. Walk me through zero to hundred thousand, hundred thousand to three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand to a million, a million to three. And we started walking through, like, what do you as the founder have to do at each stage to to get that time back and wade through that stage? And at the threes and tens, things break. So when you start the business and you're just you, right? You're out there hustling. You make your first hundred k. You're making enough money now. To where it's a good income, you might even still have a job at that point, making hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, W two, but you might not have quite enough to go out there and like hire a real team, and so you start to get bogged down in tasks. That's where a lot of people then hire their first VA or two, right? Yep. And so what you have to do, pretty much like sub a million, what you delegate is tasks. Sub a million, it's pretty much delegating tasks. You you go, what am I doing well? Let me document it. Let me go find someone who can do this stuff. And then um, as you get closer to a million, it might be you delegate uh, projects when you're closer to a million where you have tasks, sales or acquisitions or dispositions or whatever. You document how you did it well. And now you hire someone. Now that person might have a person or two below them that does the same thing. Now, um, uh, 300,000 to a million, like I said, that's where that, that starts to changes from 300,000 to a million might be delegating projects at that point, a little bit more. A million to three, you're really delegating um, you know, projects for sure. But then three to 10, you're delegating results. 10 to 30, you're delegating strategy uh, in the functions of the business that you don't want to be doing it. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because the points where most of us get to that spot where we do the turn and burn and we start to get distracted is usually when we're, we're up against one of those points. We're up against the next three or the 10 and, no. and things get hard. No doubt. Things get painful, right? Nope. And, 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 and what, what it is, is, is I heard this from my coach and mentor, Dan Martell. He's like, we don't, we oftentimes don't want to grow through pain. Oftentimes we, we do a couple things when we hit a pain point. We either decide to self-sabotage, right? So we like, oh, shoot that next call that's coming in. I'm not going to answer it because I'm already overwhelmed. If I answer that subconsciously, I know that's going to create these other activities I don't want to do that are already painful or whatever. We start to self-sabotage. We start to slow down our decision-making and things we know that we need to do. We start to second guess or decisions become way slower. Or you decide to sell, which is not a bad option, but oftentimes we decide to exit too soon, potentially before the real value of the business is there because it's painful. And we're like, maybe by selling can remove me from the pain now, which once again, that's not a bad option as long as you, as long as it's a big enough exit. And so what we need to do with the threes and tens is it's always a process change or addition and or communication change or addition. You know, uh, like I was saying, when you're delegating tasks, it, it's a certain process that works to delegate tasks. Let me pull back with the loom video and let me document what I'm doing. And now let me give that to a VA. And then the communication cadence is I want that VA reporting to me daily at the end of the day. Here's what I did today. Here's the questions that I have. And here's the blocks that I have. That's the process. And that's the cadence. Right. But, one, but once you go to delegating projects, you get closer to that million or half a million to a million. Then there's a little bit of a different communication cadence. Once you start to delegate results and you might have a leader underneath you. Now I'm not delegating that to that level. Now it's scorecards. Right. We're we're locking into goals together. We're aligning on these goals. I might still be supplying the strategy to you if you're not, you know, a strategic leader or VP level, but now I want you reporting to me weekly on the scorecard and then I can coach. And so right. I, I know I dove into some details there, but um, 
I you want you guys to had something earlier. Why don't, why don't you show everybody? You, yep. you said you had a, um, a framework here. Yeah. Let me, let me share this with you guys right now. So uh, I'm, I'm a big, big drawer. Like I'll sit there and sketch at the coffee shops and just start to think about formulating, you know, how, how can you con, um, encapsulate the strategy in your mind so you can take that strategy and then give it to other people. And now I originally did this, Kent, because I had the vision a few years ago where I'm like, I want to buy companies. And if I buy companies, I need to have a, a model that we operate within to be able to go to that CEO and say, this is the model we're executing to grow this company. Right. And so with this, I call it the entrepreneur freedom formula. And right at the center, just like, just like with what you preach and you're so passionate about, is building a business of freedom and impact. You know, for me, I, I want freedom, but I also want impact. Now, now, why why is it that I want freedom and impact? Let me get my cursor away from there. I want freedom and impact because if I just have freedom and I'm making consistent profits, I've got my energy and time. You know, uh, that's pretty much a lifestyle business. Yep. Now, a lifestyle business isn't a bad thing for a period of time, right? It's amazing sitting there and collecting checks after you've done the hard work to create the business momentum. But a lifestyle business oftentimes can only be a lifestyle business, in my experience, for like a year or two at a time, right? Before the market starts innovating around you or you have issues in the company where you, you get sucked back into it. Yep. Or, and or if you want to grow the business and you don't have someone leading that business for you, if you want to grow it, the pains are going to happen at the threes and tens, you get sucked back in. So a lifestyle business can only be a lifestyle business for a year or two at a time, unless you have someone running the business for you. And we'll show you guys how that works here. But everything in the Entrepreneur Freedom Formula starts up here at the vision side of it. And I want you guys to kind of, if you're watching this, uh, look at this. If not, go check out the YouTube version. This, or I'll, I'll try to explain it verbally. But I want you guys to kind of place where you are in this framework here. So right here, uh, if you feel that your work is impactful, you're like, you're pumped about your work. You're getting up going, man, I'm motivated to keep doing the work. It's exciting. I feel like I'm adding good value to the market and, and it's an exciting challenge. And you have consistent income, but your business kind of owns you, you know, where you're working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. You're making great money, but you have no time to spend it, invest into it. You say you're doing it for your family, but your family is the one getting the short end of the stick, right? Then you're in the hustle and grind mode right here. And that's not a bad thing. We all have to start there. Like, I was I'm not about to say everybody starts there, right? Everybody, everybody starts with this, you know, hey, you may not even be able to, to articulate it as well as you are right now, but the reality of it is, is everybody kind of starts in this place right here. Yeah, we, we start there. And the thing is that I always want to make sure people, people realize hustling and grinding is not a long-term business strategy. Right. Just like if you think about like the actual word grind, gears, if gears grind together, they will cease to work after a certain period of time because they grind and they break down. So, But they can grind for a period of time. So now let's look at the next one. Let's say that you're you're you've advanced a little bit. Okay, you've got a business now that's consistent, consistently profitable. You're starting to buy back a little bit of your time, but maybe you're making really good money and you have ample time to enjoy it. Uh, but you're lacking true purpose and meaning. I was talking with one of our clients, Keith Sant. Um, he came to a Carrot Camp event a couple of years ago. His first one. He's like, this is his sixth one now. He's coming to next week. And I remember his first one. He came and said, "Dude, like I did my first hundred thousand dollar month last month," and everyone's like cheering. And this guy is, um, he, he does not have any of those advantage. He grew up in a poor family. Uh, his, his parents did not help him with any of this, every disadvantage he, he had against them. Right. And, but he hustled and he made it, had his first hundred thousand a month. He comes to care camp celebrating it, but he was all down. And we're talking, we're like, Keith, dude, like 
you just did your first hundred thousand dollar a month. And why are you feel, why are you down? It seems like you should be jumping up and down. He goes, man, he goes, it's miserable. I, I don't want to have, to have another month like that again. And we said, what do you mean? He goes, dude, I was working 60 or 70 hours a week to make that hundred K. I had no time for life. He goes, it was terrible on my relationship, terrible on my health. And we said, okay, dude. So what do you want? He goes, well, I want a business that gives freedom and, 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 and impact. And so we set him on the path to be able to buy back more time now. And so now he works 10 to 10 to 15, 10 to 20 hours a week, still making about half a million a year, but now he's got his time back. But this last time he came to carrot camp, Kent, it was the opposite problem. He said, dude, I'm making great money, but I feel empty. Balance, inside. Right? Figuring out yep. how to balance it. Yep. He feels empty. He felt empty inside. And it's because he was down here in the lifestyle business at that point and was missing purpose. He was missing the purpose side of the equation. So let's look at this last part of it over here. Let's say that you enjoy your work, um, but your income is on is, is a roller coaster. You're like, dude, I'm pumped about my work. And, and it seems like I've got the time. I don't feel burnt out. I don't, I don't feel low energy more often than not. But dude, my income is up and down. And that's what a lot of people is like. Their income is up and down. That roller coaster, that I call it. Mm-hmm. And that's because you haven't built a business that's actually structured to give you consistent profits. You know, your strategy is built off of what I call hamster wheel income or hamster wheel marketing that makes it to where the boom and bust is inevitable. Uh, you don't have what we call evergreen. That's what we focus on here at Carrot is we help you build evergreen lead machines for sellers. So you have the best leads coming to you on an evergreen way. Then you stack onto it the higher leverage marketing with paid and direct mail and things like that. So if you're on the income roller coaster and you feel like you're not getting burnt out, but you're like, man, I can't stay like this forever because it's kind of stressful. Um, we need a better strategy. We need to bake evergreen practices into our business. So we do an activity one time and it works for us for years on the marketing side and the income side. When you go, uh, how do you do it on the income side? You take your active income and put it into uh, businesses to buy. You take your active income, put it into real estate, into multifamily properties. That turns your active hamster wheel income into evergreen income. Okay. And then you add leverage to your business. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of finish it with this, Kent, and we can take it wherever you want to go with it. Is that person that enjoys their work, they have they feel like they've got good time and energy. They're, it's a passion project at that point, if right. you're on the income roller coaster. And so the perfect mix is we always start up here and we say, we say, Let's start with a basic, clear vision for yourself first and then your business. And I've got to process each one of these little, little chunks as a training and a framework that goes to it that then unlocks uh, you in that. Now, I don't sell this, dude. This is for me. Like I, I use this I, and I use I, I do something very similar. It's what I yep. call my P5 process. I, I, I get it. Totally. I, I, I love it. So I'll, I'll wrap with this is what I want to challenge you guys on is this, is this cycle I feel is like a three to five year cycle. Okay. This cycle from, let me create a clear vision for my life. Personally, I do 2010 and five-year vision. Uh, I remember Kent, um, this is 2008 or nine, but the first event I'd ever gone to first event I'd ever gone to. And um, it was 2000, I think it was 2008, Gary Vaynerchuk's first ever paid speaking gig in Orlando, Florida at Rich Sheffern's um, new beginnings wow. event. Wow. Yep. Dude, and, and it was like this, Epic. It was a week long. Frank Kern did a talk there. Um, um, Andy uh, Jenkins. Yeah, all of them. Like literally all of yeah, them. The whole uh, crew. Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay Abraham did a two day workshop, and I didn't have money to pay for this event, but they had a contest, and I entered in the contest. You, you had to like write out a thing in this blog comment on why you deserve a ticket to this event. It's a nine thousand dollar ticket, 
And I ended up winning. Like I reverse engineered the other people who won. I get this email was in spam. And I just checked my spam that day. I'm like, is this thing real? And it was, I won a $9,000 ticket to this new beginnings event. And I show up there and it was when Frank Kern did his famous um, core influence talk. Yep. Where he yep. literally had like an overhead projector. very well, man. I remember oh, that. Oh, dude. So good, man. He, he, he had this, he literally had this overhead projector, like with the little clear film that he's swapping out on top of it, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Frank's drawing on this and he's got us all mesmerized. And it was the simplest but most profound talk for me where he just said, like, picture your ideal average day. Don't picture like the best day ever. Like if you love Metallica and your best day ever is like jamming with Metallica and being a groupie for them for a day, like don't picture that. Okay. What's your ideal average day? Like the day that you'd be pretty darn pumped to wake up to every single day of your life if you had to. Right. And so he took that and he goes like, do it in such a vivid format from the second you wake up till the second you go to bed and write a story. Right. And I did that on the flight home. I wrote my first ever what I now call vision story. And, and what I do now, I've done it for about a decade now. I do a 20 year, literally, I, I, I'm 40, I'm 39 right now. So I'll be 59, 20 years. My oldest daughter's 11. So she'll be you know, 31. Um, and I literally wake up and I go like, okay, when I open my eyes, what do I see? Um, what's the room look like? Is there a window? What's outside of the, what's outside of the window? Is it a body of water? What's it look like? Um, where do I go first? When I walk in the kitchen, who's out there? What conversations am I having? It's literally all throughout the day. What time do I go to work? Do I walk to work? Do I drive? What car do I drive? Who's there when I get there? What type of work am I doing? Who am I working with? Literally all the way through. And I do that at the 20 year because it kind of breaks your brain and starts to break some of your uh, limiting beliefs. If we do the five-year or even 10, we go, oh, God, I, I, I don't think I can do that. But for me, 20, or you just break all limiting beliefs and say, well, if, if everything was possible, what would that day look like? Yep. And, and ideally, that vision story should be so exciting for you. It should be the most exciting story that you've read all year, hopefully. And then you walk it back and do a 10-year to go, you go, okay, I'm 39 now, I'll be 49 at that time. And my kids are da-da-da-da-da. Here's where they are. Here's my, where my wife is. Here's where my house probably is. And then at that point, I start to go like, I get even more clear on my business. Um, what life do I have to live in 10 years to live the 20 year? And what does my business look like right now at that point? You know, am I working in it? What is my job? Do I own a portfolio of companies? And then can I do the same thing? Ideal average day, 10 years. And I walk it back to five. And, and then five now is where I get a lot more clear on my business now. Because now at the five, now at the five, I can start to go, okay, cool. Is my current business the business that I'm running in five years? Okay, we got to ask ourselves that. Otherwise, we're going to have our business run away with us instead of us driving it. Oh, our yeah. business is going to own us, not own us own the business. And you know, ask, what is that business in five years? Where? What is my role? Am I in this business? Am I not in this business? If I'm not, what am I doing? And then that allows us to now make a one-year plan. That's the one-year strategy, okay. right? So if if you guys if you guys do nothing else from this call, I mean, I don't have time to go over all of these, like how to build the playbooks and how to do the energy audit to buy back your time and, and really live that best business or how to delegate correctly or how to, you know, bake in the infinite game mindset. Once you get your, your time back, I think if, if the biggest thing everyone can, can adopt is if you don't have a really crystal clear vision story for your personal life, start there. Well, start and, and there. Dude, I, you know, I say it this way. Um, and I couldn't agree more with everything you just said, brother. Um, I mean, look, 
You've been to my home. You've been to my office. You've seen the way I, it, it all started, quite frankly, off of exactly what you just said. And I know that, that yep. yours is very similar. Like we live very intentional lives at this mm. point because we took the time to say, this is where I want to be. And then to work backwards from there to start to lay the groundwork. And that's exactly what you're saying. I'm going to start with 20, go back to 10, go back to five, go back to one, and even break it down further from there. What are the, what are the milestones, the, the activities that I I need to participate in on the regular to get me Mm -hmm. to where these things can actually become a reality for me. And it, you know, what I was going to say a second ago, I, I, I give this example, but or, or this analogy, I should say, but you know, if your wife called you today and said, honey, I need you to pick up something from the store, you would for sure not let her stop right there. You would for sure say, babe, tell me exactly what you need from the store. Um, you know, what do you need? The milk, the bread, whatever it is. And then, you know, if it's milk, tell me exactly what kind of milk, yep. you know, all the things, right? Why, why do we do these things? Because we're starting with a destination in mind. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming to your office, you know, up in the middle of Oregon, never been to Oregon. Yep. For sure, one of the very first things I would do is say, can you give me an address so that yep. I can put it in the GPS because I want to make sure that when I land, I come directly mm-hmm. to there. Why? Because I want to be successful. What you're really saying here at a, at a very high level is it all starts with the destination in mind. And we do these things on a trivial level every single day mm-hmm. with going to the grocery store or going to a de- But it's shocking. And I'm sure you've had the same experience. It's shocking to me how many people don't do the same thing with the big decisions. What yeah. I want my business to look like. What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my marriage to look like? What do I want these the relationship mm-hmm. with my kids to look like? We just go through the motions and somehow yeah. believe that we'll recognize success when we run into it. Yep. And you know, you've been around this industry for a long time. I've been around this industry for a long time. We we both know for sure all the people that, oh, we've got a new YouTube video on this, a new TikTok on this, a new webinar on this, whether it's short sales or foreclosure, whatever the hot topic is, and people are just grabbing it, whatever they can, believing somehow that they will recognize success when they run into it, when the reality of it is, and we both know this to be true, and I don't want this message to be lost, is that it starts with having a very clear destination in mind. And if you don't take the time to do that, then chances are much better than not that I can almost guarantee you, you will end up on that hamster wheel that you were just talking about and look up one day and not recognize the business, not recognize your relationships, not recognize Mm. where you are or where you're trying to, none of it. Yep. And be looking up at the ceiling at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, man, I don't really want to do this. Mm. And nobody wants to be in that situation. And that is the entire point of, of, of what you're trying to cover here. Dude, hundred percent, man. And, and if, if you guys pick up nothing else, like if, if there's anybody on this call that you're, let's say two to three years into your business and, and you've got some traction, right? We're, we're making some good. If, if you're in the boardroom uh, mastermind, then you likely are somewhere in two to four, two to five years of your business, like prime time to be hearing this type of message. And, and in that first year to two, 
most of us, we get that motivation running away from something most of the time. Like when we're starting a new business or even you know, uh, going from a job to a new business or starting a new business, oftentimes we're running away from the business that we, we grew that we didn't like. This was draining our energy or running away from a job we don't like or an income ceiling or running away from people who are, who are saying that we're, we aren't capable of achieving something big, whatever it is. We're usually running away from something. But then as soon as you get that consistent profit locked down, profit part of the business locked down, you need to start running towards something now. And that's where that vision comes in. That's where it's insanely healthy to then step out and go, okay, now where the heck am I going? Not just what am I running away from? And and, and and that's where people have that turn and burn that two, three, four years in, if you're starting to feel that where you're going, oh my gosh, my energy's getting drained by this business more than it was, or I'm starting to get distracted. It's usually because you've run out of runway on your vision. Like if you, if you pretend that if you look at an airplane as an analogy um, and, and you're trying to take off, you know, with, with this, with this big airplane, the, the bigger the airplane, the longer the runway, right? So the bigger, the bigger, the goals you have, the longer the runway, the vision that there needs to be. But what happens with a lot of us, when we start to lose that motivation, lose the energy is we lost the runway. We ran out of runway in that darn thing. That plane stopped now. We don't know where to go. Everything is a knee-jerk reaction, knee-jerk decision for the short term, for this quarter, next quarter, maybe two quarters out. Very, very seldom is it one, two, three, four, five years out. That's where oftentimes us drivers, visionaries get our energy is by making decisions that move things for years, not just making a decision in the weekly that helps that one deal get closed. So if you guys are in that spot, y'all, where you're getting burnt out and you're wondering if this business is the thing you need to do and you're thinking about switching, ask yourself, can I innovate in this business? Can I lengthen the runway another three to five years in this business and be excited about it? And then look at that entrepreneur freedom formula and ask, what is the problem? Do I just need to buy back my time and delegate and plug people effectively into that so I can get back to a spot where I get more energy? Amazing. Do that, right? Or maybe you've already done that and you're in the lifestyle business. You're like, dude, I just want purpose in my business. Figure out what gives you purpose. Now, here at Carrot, we started something we call our, our Carrot Impact Fund. Put half a million dollars into it. Uh, and then we donate 1% of our gross revenue. Uh, we feed hundreds of thousands of people every year. We donate to causes that we're passionate about. Um, and that's only part of what we do. You know, the other part of purpose means I want to beautify downtown. They're terrible in money investments, dude. Like this building next to I'm looking at it, go, man, we're, we're sinking stuff into this, but it's beautifying downtown and I love it. So figure out what gives you that purpose and then make sure you build a consistent, profitable business based off of evergreen marketing with a good strategy, add leverage to it. Um, build that team, buy back your time, and then start to bake in the things into that business that give you that purpose. And then every three to five years, you got to then lengthen that runway again. That's why it's, that's why I say it's a three to five year cycle is the only way you can get off of this thing is selling the business, moving over to the owner bucket. Now you're no longer in that, or you start a new business and you get on that cycle, or you lengthen the runway in your existing business and make a new three to five year vision for that business. And you grow through that next uh, phase of the threes or the tens. I love it, brother. Absolutely love it. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions before I yep. let you hear. So um, I know you're an extremely process oriented guy. Um, have you always been that way? Um, so here's the weird thing, that man. You, that you kind of developed as you, as you, I, you know, I've alluded to it several times, you've exposed yourself to um, other masterminds, events, mm-hmm. coaches, thinkers, you know, bigger thinkers than you. I mean, is it, it were you always this way or has this something that has evolved and you've grown in to become the CEO that you are? Yeah. So the, 
I, I get energy from like writing down strategic frameworks and strate- ways to think strategically. Um, it drains my energy to write down like task-based process. Um, but in, in those early years, I, I remember at one of the first boardrooms, I was walking through, I think like our, our online process playbook thing I made with WordPress or whatever. Uh, the reason that, that I, that I probably enjoyed that at that time is because I knew that the end goal with that, of that was getting my time back. And yeah. so that excited me. So, um, my brain works that way, but I, it drains my energy to use process, gives me energy to create a strategic process. That's kind of like my art. I love it, brother, because I think that, you know, where I was going with the question was, was I think that, that again, back at the root of this, is people need to understand that, that, you know, this entrepreneurship uh, journey is exactly that. It's a journey and, and mm-hmm. that you, you have to evolve, you have to grow, you have to figure out your strengths and weaknesses and address them, you know, whatever season you are in the business and, and whatever is driving you. And as you said so eloquently, uh, figure out where you are exactly in the cycle and what to do about it. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, get locked in um, in what is right in front of them and can't see the forest for the trees and taking the time to step back, get, you know, get some exposure to stuff like this, like what we're mm-hmm. talking about has a tendency. I don't know. If, uh, it sounds like for you and I know it's been for me, it has a tendency to really unlock uh, some stuff and what the yep. real what the real purpose and the real vision and what the real potential is of all this stuff we're doing, right? Dude, big, big timing. And guys, guys, th- this is why you get in a, in a darn mastermind. Like this is the stuff. This is the reason you get in a mastermind because you, there's always going to be someone two, three head, heads, uh, two, three steps ahead of you and two, three steps behind you. And so as you kind of look at where you are in the entrepreneur freedom formula wheel, you, you look at that person who's already bought back their time back. Like if you're grinding and you're in that hustle and grind mode, get around those people who've already figured that out and talk with them. Hey, what was the first process you made? Or what was that next right hire or whatever it is? Um, so I'm giving you guys a framework to think on. Now you got to connect with the people who can plug you into the next actions uh, for your specific business. Let me ask you one more question. So I know I, I want to make sure that the people know how to um, reach out to you, how yep. to become a, a carrot customer, which I highly recommend everybody who sees this and hears this does. Where do they go to do that first? Let's just talk about that. Yeah, dude. So uh, carrot.com, just like the vegetable, y'all. Um, shoot, just shy of 8,000 clients right now, bringing in about a half a million seller leads every single year, almost all through Google Organic. And uh, if you guys were to Google sell my house fast or any seller phrase, insert any city in the country, you're probably going to find three to eight carrot clients there, um, dominating Google. So that's what we do. Carrot.com. Um, and then carrot cast. So this mindset stuff can, um, for energy back in 2016, I was writing big old blog posts. That's what made us our money, getting them ranked well in Google for carrot. Cause that's what we teach our clients to do too. And we automate that now. And I'm like, dude, it's draining my energy. And if you talk about time is now, I kind of had my own minor version of, of your, your airplane story, uh, after, too many nights in a row of just jamming on two, three, four in the morning works. I, ha- I was in the hustle and grind mode at that time, right? I was excited about what I was doing. We were starting to make some money, but man, I had no time and I was just leaving my crumbs for my family, but I did it. I did, I did all that night work after everyone went to bed. I tried to make it so my kids, my wife didn't see me working. So all right, baby, you go to bed 10 to two in the morning is my time. Right. Yeah. And I, we woke up, we were going on a three hour trip over the mountains to my parents' house middle of the afternoon after two or three nights of just grinding, getting this, this stuff done. Um, and one second I was awake and we were, you know, driving up uh, 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 you know, the mountains in the Cascade mountain range. 
Uh, one second I was awake, next second I wasn't. And I okay. fell asleep with my, at that time, two kids in the back seat. My wife was reading middle of the day. And just like a movie, man, like, you know, 60 miles an hour up in the mountains, you wake up and there's a guardrail here and they're like a ravine curves like this guardrail here, not a guardrail, 60 feet back, not a guardrail, hundred feet forward. And I woke up in just enough time to see the guardrail swerve, hit it with a bumper, stop cold in the, in the middle of the highway. Don't say anything. My wife's like, babe, what happened? I go, I almost ran us off the road and went down that ravine. Oh I fell God. asleep. I didn't drive on a family trip for probably six months. And that day on, Ken, this, this is what started me to create this type of framework. That day on, I said, I'm not working nights or weekends again. And I went cold turkey the next day. I didn't take my computer into my house anymore for work. Uh, didn't work a night or weekend for probably four or five years. Um, and I just said, no longer can I build this business off of my back. I've got to do it with the team. And that's when I shifted to a team. I but that. I talk about that kind of stuff on my podcast, the Carrot Cast, every Thursday, carrotcast.com. Dude, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing that story because I think it kind of brings home just exactly what we're talking about here, right? Mm-hmm. This, this stuff gets real personal and gets very real very quickly. Um, yeah. I appreciate you making yourself vulnerable and sharing that, man. For sure, buddy. For sure. So guys, uh, go, make sure you go to uh, carrot.com. How do they connect with you on uh, social, man? Yeah, guys, uh, find me on IG. I answer all my DMs over there. It's trevor.mock, M-A-U-C-H, trevor.mock. Find me on IG and pump to connect with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And dude, you know, after we've, uh, I know we've talked about this before, but we've got uh, one of our big uh, scale escapes coming up again at the end of this year. I would love to have you out there and just sharing very specifically. We'll figure out the right topic because mm-hmm. I know you're an expert on the marketing side, but you're equally an expert on the process side. I would love for you to... Uh, have the opportunity to get in front of our group here and really share that. This stuff I talked about today, can't like, I would, I would rather talk about this stuff all day long. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do anything to add value to your audience, man. And, and it helped more of them scale and escape, buddy. It'd be fun. I love it, man. All right, man, you guys make sure you go uh, check out Trevor on IG. It's trevor.mock, M-A-U-C-H, or go to carrot.com. Again, if you're not using a carrot website in your real estate business right now, then you are already behind get it done. And brother, I appreciate you as always. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Hey, it's Kent. Thanks for listening. Just want to invite you to please subscribe to our channels on all major platforms, as well as share this with your friends. And in fact, if you share it on social media, make sure you tag me. It's at Kent Clothier. Love to shout you out. Look forward to talking to you soon.